We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan, and I'm in a uh, unnamed place in a uh, eastern section of Los Angeles County. <laughs> more, more on that later. I, I'm a fumigation refugee. Uh, I can explain. Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. How's everything there? Well, I'm a little worried about you, Liz, but I'm looking forward to change, Liz. I'm embracing our tagline about conversation changing your life. Maybe today's the day, Liz. What do you think? You could use a little change, couldn't Why we? Why not, all? Liz? I embrace change. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leah Dolan, you up for it? Pasadena, California, how are things there? Good. I said so I was out this morning early with my husband walking the dog. We do have a fire nearby. And so oh. if I need to flee, you know why? Yeah, by the Mount Wilson Observatory. We looked oh. up at 6 a.m. and the mountains were on fire. So uh, so just it's not anywhere close to me. It's 10 miles away. So don't don't worry, Satellite Sisters. You're all so nice. But, you know, just in just in case, just in okay. case. <laughs> OK, well, I'm actually about halfway to your house, Leon, because As I explained on last week's show, my building is being tented this week for termite fumigation. So I was trying to figure out where to go. Like, how should I use the two nights out of the house? And I decided that I would go explore a neighborhood in Los Angeles that is, like, way too cool for me. You know, I keep hearing about, (laughs) I keep hearing about, like, everything cool is going on in Silver Lake. But I never go to Silver Lake. I'm like on the west side of L.A. or if I'm driving east, I go to your place, Leanne. I go to see you or Sheila or like all the way to Pasadena. So these neighborhoods that are kind of in between, you know, your Silver Lakes, your Los Feliz, I read about them. I've never been there. So for the next couple of days, I rented a little Airbnb in Silver Lake and I'm staycationing in Silver Lake. Uh, (laughs) And uh, how's the coolness factor? Are you? You it is so to. freaking hot here, Julie. That's the first thing I noticed. It is literally 20 degrees hotter here than it is in Santa Monica. Thank you for asking. I'd like, as oh, I, was, I was talking more about the hipness factor. But oh. you're talking about the okay. Okay. So Just two two yeah. hipness snapshots I will give you, and then we can move on to the actual show. You know, I mean, Silver Lake is super hip, and the super hippest place in super hip Silver Lake is this restaurant called Squirrel. S-Q-I-R-L, that I've just been hearing about for so long. And I reached my breaking point the other day when I was listening to some podcast with Tom Colicchio from Top Chef. And even Tom Colicchio was saying, you got to go to Squirrel. So that's the first thing I did when I got here yesterday was go to Squirrel because it's a it's two blocks from my little my little apartment here. And it was delicious. Of course, Tom Colicchio is right. But just snapshot of what makes it so cool. The beverage at Squirrel, instead of an Arnold Palmer, they have a a Laura Palmer, oh. sisters, a Laura Palmer, which is black tea and grapefruit juice. So hipster name, super delicious. Uh, so uh, I thought that was cool, funny. And then the only other thing I noticed last night, I was walking along a little stretch of sunset going um, – uh, going out to dinner, and I walked by this restaurant, bar restaurant, that had a sign on the door that said, 21 and over, no kittens. So there you go. That's Silver Lake. I think that's it. I think it's two things, the Laura Palmer and the no kittens. That's what you need to know. 
so far about <laughs> all right we have a full show as usual i don't know if we're gonna be able to jam it all in liz uh teased us on the facebook group page if you saw she was at a party at oprah's place in montecito this weekend and not yeah. just any party the party of parties so um we're gonna get a full party report from you liz as full as we have time for, Leah, and I'm ready. I I really organized it because, really, uh, my head almost blew up on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so I've tried to recreate what I could remember. I was in Chicago over the weekend. I saw Hamilton. I've joined the ranks of Hamil fans across the country, so I'm going to give you my impression of that. Julie, you thought you were going to take a week off the International News Roundup, but once again, just too much happening in the news internationally. Right. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and do you know that there is a chipopolipagus, I think that's how they pronounce it, in New Zealand. There is a potato situation in New Zealand that is just... I, it's people are concerned. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was previously unconcerned, but oh God. Okay. Another thing. Another thing to worry about. Uh huh. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, then we're going to go to your safe places on the internet. You're going to share with us a couple of sites you love uh, where you go when you just want to escape daily life, Julie. Uh, Liz, you have an update on the HOA situation. Allegedly, yes. the fumigation is happening if you're in Silver Lakes. So we're going to talk yes. about that. Allegedly. And then tips from our gal, Martha Stewart. Uh, uh-huh. Julie, Julie embraces it's her. That, yeah. This time of year. You know, I have a complicated relationship with Martha, and we'll talk about that. But this time of year, I'm all in with uh, our girl. All right. But first, you know, I know last week we said we weren't going to mention the name Harvey Weinstein again. Uh, and so we're not going to mention his name again. But I have to say, I think in the week since, the reaction of the women in the entertainment business coming forward and speaking out and shutting down the big, brutish, bully, criminal that Harvey Weinstein is. Creepy, gross guy and just bonding together and speaking out. I got to say, I I am really impressed. I am proud is a weird word, but I think that's it. And I'm just reminded of one of our mother's favorite expressions, which was just enough is enough, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like women across the country have just reached a point where like, okay, enough is enough. Like you just can't take it anymore. Enough is enough. And they all, the women speaking out in the entertainment business just seem hugely relieved that it's over, that he's been outed. And I think that is fantastic. Or that they can actually tell their story. I'm just so surprised I mean, I, okay, I realize they're actresses, but just that for that they've been going through all of this. I mean, it's not minor stuff. No. This, this is not like minor, you know, like, you know, like some comment or something like that. These these were assaults. This, yeah. These were crimes. And yet they're all there on the red carpet, all kissy kissy. They just had to put up with all this stuff, you know? I mean, it's it's amazing to me. I know. Well, it's just all of the pretending going on for so long. But at least they are professional pretenders. I think in regular business, people pretend it's not going on, too, but they don't have to stand on a red carpet with the person who assaulted them or thank them from the stage of the Oscars. You know, right. But people still just pretend it didn't happen. Right. Uh, I think the whole the whole hashtag Me Too across the internet has been fascinating also because women 
are not. If people soft. don't know what the if people don't know what the hashtag Me Too is, can you? Oh, want okay. To... All right. So the who was the actress who suggested this? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Okay. Alyssa Milano suggested, I guess, on her Twitter feed that if you have been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, that you sort of come forward and use the hashtag Me Too. And, you know, anyone who's on Facebook or Twitter, you can see over the past 48 hours just what a wave it has been. Like just just really, I would say two thirds of my feed mm-hmm. is now uh, women using the hashtag Me Too. And it's visually very striking, but not for me anyway, not the least bit surprising. I think women are not surprised that so many other women have also experienced this. You know, maybe the... I, I, I just think women are not surprised, but to the extent that it's helpful, it's that men, many men seem super surprised mm-hmm. about what a common experience this is for women. And I think that's useful. I think that is really, for me, the bigger revelation is that especially like nice guys, normal guys, like the, the regular guys, you know, you're married to, you work with, you know, who are not sexually harassing or sexually right. assault women right and there are plenty of men like that okay let's yeah let's stick with that too you know there are a lot of good guys out there okay that's that's important to make that point so i think it's probably very sobering for them to see how many of the women they know that are just like normal women in their lives have had this experience so that might be the actual turning point for because i think women always knew how common it was but maybe this is when but see, the, the, the thing that to me, I mean, because I'm all right, I'm the oldest sister. I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, it's been going on for so long. That's the part that's just so discouraging. You know, it's like we don't seem to be making any headway on the issue of sexual harassment. You know, I mean, if if when you see, you know, obviously it's not an official poll, but when you see how many people are posting me too, you know, uh, you know, that this is such a common experience, Uh and we've been talking about it for like a whole, you know, a whole generation. And yeah, and it's well, still... for thousands of years, really. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, really, okay. if you read literature, the, the history, classic scholar, yeah, classic scholar, Leon, can take <laughs> us back you. to. Thank you. You want to right. say that in Greek for us, Leon? No, good. I mean, when, yeah, when you think about it, this is, you know, subduing women with sexual assault or race or insults. That's that's how it's really operated for thousands of years. So I, I'm buoyed by the fact that, you know, women are speaking up and they're high profile women in this case. And and I again, I think people have just had it. I, I think a lot of circumstances over the last few years, some of these high profile cases that got no traction, it's done. I, and uh, yesterday, the, the producer Kathleen Kennedy who a highly successful Hollywood producer, you know, spoke out last night like it's done. Zero tolerance. We are sticking up for each other. We are going to bond together. We are going to end this. And I, at least in the entertainment business, and I, I hope it emboldens other people to speak up. And then I hope the people they speak up to listen now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. other part of the problem. Someone's got to listen and believe you. So, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Long time. <laughs> Yeah, you, I, you know, I was thinking there are like multiple turning points um, uh, that I feel like we've reached even in my adult life, like the Anita Hill hearings. You thought that was like a total turning point, right? Right. And, well, no. Yeah. Uh, right. So here we are again. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, me too, everybody. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right. So, uh, Liz, on to, on to other things. What was the deal at Oprah's house? <laughs> 
What was happening? I mean, how did, you, how did you get there with all those beautiful people, Liz? I, I mean, not I that you're not a beautiful person, but... Uh, well, I, I don't know. Here is the deal. Oprah had a gospel brunch party in her backyard in Montecito on Sunday. And it was to celebrate the launch of her new book called The Wisdom of Sundays. And The Wisdom of Sundays is basically excerpts from all of the great interviews they've done uh, on the television soul, the television show, Super Soul Series, which is on, um, or Super Soul Sunday, I guess it's called, which is on Owen on Sunday mornings, but was originally a radio show on Oprah Radio called The Soul Series. So now they've compiled a bunch of things, they put them in a book, and uh, so this was kind of a book launch. But I totally scammed my way into this whole deal, because our executive producer, who many listeners know, we talk about her a lot, our original EP when we had a daily radio show, Corny Cole, left us, left the Stunline Sisters to go <laughs> for Oprah. And Corny is the one who created the radio show Soul Series. And then she was one of the original producers on the television soul show, Super Soul Sunday. So Corny is the one that got invited to this whole deal. And I was Corny's plus one. So it was like the ultimate because I was just kind of going along for the ride. And, but Corny knew I knew a lot of these people because I had worked at OWN for several years. And we know Oprah. We've met Oprah several times. And we wrote a, Satellite Sisters wrote a column in O Magazine. So, so Corny figured I was a safe plus one. So it was, it was super fun. So what fun. did you wear, Liz, to this? Well, uh, the, it said, um, I think it was like, garden wear or garden party or that kind of thing. Uh -huh. So I bought a cute little floral dress, Julie, that I got to say, I am going to, like every time you see me for the next year, I'm going to be wearing this dress because <laughs> it is just the perfect dress for any, I wore it the night before I was going to a friend's 50th birthday party. So I wore it to that. Then I got up Sunday morning, put it back on again, wore it to uh, <laughs> wore it up to, to Montecito. Next weekend, I'm going to a big party with a whole bunch of my college friends. You can bet I'll be wearing it again there. Uh, it's pretty much my now my go-to party dress. So here is the thing. At the actual event, um, it was a mix of the Super Soul Sunday stars, the people that Oprah has interviewed over many years, like Gary Zukoff or Marianne Williamson or Mitch Album, you know, so it was ostensibly to salute those people. Plus Oprah's Hollywood friends, which, you know, you know, it's the rotating repertory company of Reese and Julia and others. I have a, I, I tried to recreate as complete a list as I possibly could later. Then there were a few normal people just associated with the show or the network, you know, so Corny would be a normal person. I would be a normal person's guest. And then there was the media. So there were like four different gangs of people. So what was funny is at the very beginning, you know, Oprah sort of, they had, it was in this amphitheater, this grass and stone amphitheater she has, as one does in your yard. In her backyard? She just... In her backyard in Montecito. Okay. That's nice. They, so they had this beautiful stage that they built for the um, for the gospel performance, and Oprah got up and she welcomed everyone, but she sort of acknowledged this was an unusual mix of people. So she said, please enjoy yourself and take pictures of your friends. And then she said, and just because you watch Scandal doesn't mean Kerry Washington is your friend. 
And just because you've seen her movies doesn't mean Reese is your friend. So it was a very friendly way of saying, come on, people, no selfies with the stars, okay? Please just leave the stars alone. And uh, it totally worked on me. As a result, I did not take one single photo the whole day. I was so <laughs> terrified. That is, you know, when I host a party, I don't have that problem. I yeah. don't have to say <laughs> to my guests, like, yes. no selfies. That's <laughs> like a, I, I don't even know what kind of, uh, that's beyond first world problem. That is like, yes. out, <laughs> that's like an outer space problem. <laughs> Yeah, but some of these people also had their kids with them. So there was particular sensitivity. You know, Reese Witherspoon has her kids with her. Anyway, I completely understand the whole thing. But it just meant it was actually kind of nice because it turned it back into a real party. And it just none of a lot of these Hollywoody things just aren't real parties anymore. Anyway, so you arrive in this beautiful stone and grass amphitheater and there's the stage and she introduces, of course, you know, her main man in the gospel words, B.B. Winans. So he's sort of running the show and a series of amazing performances, including Andre Day got up to sing Rise Up just oh, like gosh. live right there. Amazing. Did that just give you chills to hear yes. that person? Yes. Oh. yes. And then Common joined her on stage, and they did a song. They wrote the song for the new movie Marshall, which is about Thurgood Marshall. And so the song from the movie is called Stand Up for Something. So then Common and Andre Day did that together. So that was a killer. And then the final number, Cynthia Erivo, who was in The Color Purple and who was so unbelievable in The Color Purple, she joined B.B. Winans on stage and they did Stand, which, of course, was Maya Angelou's favorite song because there always has to be a reference back to Maya in all things Oprah. And that uh, that pretty much brought the house down. So that was that was amazing. But so we're all sitting there. The 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 cool people are in the shade, but I was not. So it was like super, super hot, but they gave us parasols. So we're all holding our parasols. And, but I look over and like two rows behind me under a parasol was Mindy Kaling, who, you know, how much I love Mindy Kaling, but I was very worried about Mindy Kaling in the heat. Now that we know that she's pregnant. Yeah. Anyway, she seemed to make it through. So the show was super fun. Then we go through a stone staircase in the wall to this beautiful lawn set with tables and chairs and couches and umbrellas and food stations, you know, and it's, you know, just a gorgeous, gorgeous party. But first, Grace is said by T.D. Jakes, who's another one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he does. Gray, everyone stops. And so, so now you're just milling around in the party and you're kind of head snapping around because you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're like trying to like, for me, it was a chance to say hello to many people I worked with at the Oprah Winfrey network. So I was seeing a lot of people that I knew, but you're trying to talk to them and you are happy to see them, but Usher is standing right behind them and you, can, <laughs> you almost can't even stand it. Uh, you know, or there's Angela Bassett. Oh my God. And then you're talking to, you know, I talked to, Mamie Healy from O Magazine, you know, who edited the Satellite Sisters column, which Leah, mainly you wrote, but it was yes. published under, our under all, all our names. Yes. 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 <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking to Mamie, but then, then John Bon Jovi is standing there. So it was just... It John. Was, 
Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. <laughs> the book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, I think you're the only one of the sisters that would have been qualified to go to that party. Because I'm sure I would have just lost it. I would have started screaming or fainting or something. Yeah. Okay, well, because it was a gospel brunch, I felt like I needed to have some revelations. Uh, so here are my revelations. I made a short list for you, sisters. First revelation. I, I, Liz Dolan, am taller than both Jeff Bezos and Mitch Album. Wow. um, Yeah. (laughs) Good one. Because I was standing behind Mitch Album in the fried chicken line. Good one. um, Yes. Taller than Jeff Bezos and Mitch Album. Okay. I'm feeling good about that. Uh, Number two, despite the rumor that the the beautiful people of Hollywood do not eat, there was a lot of eating going on. I was very happy. Reese was piling her plate high. So very happy about that. Uh, Number three, that the soulful people, you know, like your Mark Nepo, your Reverend Ed Bacon, people like that, they are as gobsmacked by John Bon Jovi and Julia Roberts as we are. So (laughs) it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how highly evolved you are. Uh, Still, when that's Julia Roberts over there. You can hardly stand it. Leah, you texted me like, so what is Julia Roberts like in real life? And I texted back. I felt like I needed to put my eclipse glasses on. I could not really? look directly at her. <laughs> that would have been a good look with the flowered dress, Liz, the eclipse glasses. Nice. Okay, number four is you know you've really made it when you are on a cocktail napkin at an Oprah party. Because what she did, the book is a lot of quotes from her soul series stars. So the cocktail napkins were all some of these little quotes. So I walked in with Mark Nepo and he got his own name on his first cocktail napkin he got, which must be a really good feeling, like he really made it in the world. But then at one point, Diana Nyad, who we've talked about many times before mm-hmm. on Satellite Sisters, she came over to say hello and she's like, hi, Lizzie. And I'm like, Diana, you are my napkin. I was holding her up. I had the napkin that had her quote on it. So, you know, that would be, would have been a good photo. I wish I had gotten Diana Nyad, me and my Diana Nyad napkin. But no, I was too intimidated. Um, and then my last revelation Last week when we were talking about uh, Jane Goodall, mm-hmm. we agreed that she was uh, an excellent aging role model. Right. So I, here are the, the, the new aging role models that I recommend. Julie, the first one, I was totally thinking of you. Diane Sawyer. Oh, yes. So awesome. And it, despite the fact that it was a million degrees, she appears not to sweat at all. So, I, I, <laughs> okay, I've got to learn how to do that. Been under those hot lights all those years? I don't <laughs> okay, know. Must be, must be that. Okay. So I think if you are a woman, you should want to age like Diane Sawyer, and if you are a man, 
John Bon Jovi is the best looking guy. He just looks like like the guys you grew up with, like them, if they aged super well. You know? It just like, like the cute guy in high school only exactly. now he's okay, okay, gotcha. Exactly. So, you know, they're both I, I would just we'll add them to our aging role model list. Um and then the one really nice thing is I really suspect Oprah was the last to leave her own party. We went over to thank her and say goodbye, sort of at the tail end. And she was just sitting there with Stedman chatting and looking around. And she really looked like she was having fun. So I appreciate someone that enjoys their own party. Yeah. You know? Right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now would you like a theatrical? So on the way home, Courtney and I driving back to LA, we were so, our head was so full. I thought, <laughs> I thought, we need to make a list of everyone we just saw because otherwise okay. if we don't write it down right now, we're going to forget. So okay. I'm just going to quickly run through the list. There's no time for stopping now. I'm just going to okay. re- read you the list as I put it on my phone as we were driving down the 101. John Bon Jovi, Julia Roberts and Danny Motor, Jeff Bezos, Barry Diller and Diane von Furstenberg, Reese Witherspoon, George Lucas and Melody Hobson, Usher. Ted Sarandos from Netflix, Gary Zukoff, Stedman, of course, Gail, of course, Marianne Williamson, Adam Glassman from OMAG, Mindy Kaling, Diana, Diana Nyad, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Reza Aslan, Sterling K. Brown and Christy Matz, Maria Shriver, Alicia Keys, Diane Sawyer, Ariana Huffington. That's just like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that is amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. People, people really seem to be having fun and I had a lot of fun. So... Yeah, it was okay. It I'm going to ask a typical oh. LA question. What? Was there like valet parking? Like, what? How many limos were there? She is yeah. not. That place is not easy to access. It's yeah. up in right. the hills. What? What was yes. the drop off and pickup situation like, Liz? <laughs> that is so LA, Liam. But of course, we were all okay. Well, here's the first key. So Oprah's home in Montecito is called the Promised Land. That's what she calls it, and. When you arrive at the promised land, the first thing you notice is that there are two complete sets of gates. So you drive in through the first gate and you think, okay, we're here. And then boom, there's another set of gates right there. So in between the gates, they're just checking you out and making sure you're legit. But then you drive up to the main house and yes, there was valet parking. So they said, just pull up to the main house and then you step out and the driver, the valets take your car away. And of course, on the other side are the waiters with the silver trays, with the mimosas and the, and the cocktail napkins with the quotes on it. So they just, the cars just disappeared, Land. Okay. And then at the end, cards just, just reappeared. Okay. Uh, never, I never saw <laughs> that's that. how it works, Lynn. When you're in the stratosphere. Okay. You don't have, that's, that's, that's really first world thinking, Lynn, worried about valet parking. <laughs> One other funny thing that that somebody from um, the network was telling me is that she also had a big party the night before. Like as long as she knew she was doing this big party, yeah. On as Sunday. long as she had cleaned the house, Liz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the way you roll, Leah. Yeah, you always double up. It's a double party. Yeah, yeah. Those are good to do. Yeah, yeah. got a clean bathroom. Might yeah. as well have a party. Yeah. Yep. So she had a double party because I understand that the night before, like months before, she had been talking to her good friend, Jeff Bezos, you know, the CEO of Amazon and the Washington Post. And Jeff Bezos mentioned that he was having like his management team, sales meeting, whatever, big Amazon corporate retreat in Santa Barbara over that same weekend. So she said, oh, why don't you just all come over Saturday night? So Saturday night she had 
the whole Amazon management team over, which I think was also like hundreds, hundreds of people. I don't know how many people there were. So Jeff Bezos, despite how short he was, was there two days in a row. <laughs> That's some good inside information, Liz. Liz, it's good. Good work, good work, Liz. Your report is very comprehensive, Liz. Yeah, oh, you kept your wits about you. Yeah, that's the thing. You you would never have been able to create that list if you didn't have your wits about you. Oh good my work. God! Even even all day Monday, Courtney and I kept texting back and forth as we were remembering more yeah. people that worked by walked by because it was just it was too much. A lot of it, you know. Then you can check on Twitter use hashtag wisdom of Sundays and you'll see um, you'll see some of the things people posted, but I did, I did not. The only things I posted are things I retweeted from the super soul Sunday Twitter feed because I was too afraid to put anything up there myself. Good, right. Good. You didn't want to be blackballed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I would like the last time I was there was seven years ago. So I would like to, you know, make my visits more frequent. Reestablish. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, it, it really makes my Hamilton report seem sort of lame. So <laughs> that you, you actually saw with Lynn. You yeah, that you. With yeah, you oh, were having okay. brunch with Lynn Manuel, and I was seeing the road show in Chicago. But I can say this: I had to go to Chicago. I'm on the board of um, the organization I talk about a little bit, the American Women for International Understanding. We were having our board meeting and our 50th anniversary celebration in Chicago. But the lure for me in February was when they said, we're getting group tickets to Hamilton. And I can, I'm here to report, it's fantastic. I'm not going <laughs> to add anything to the lure of Hamilton other than I agree. It's a great show. It was really fun to see a show where half the audience was singing along. Like there was just an energy oh, wow. in the an energy in the theater that I really haven't experienced since I saw a chorus line. I think when I was like 13 in the original production in New York, when you would go in and that was just such a, a mind blowing life altering show that people were like crying and cheering and stomping, you know, as soon as the music started at a chorus line. And it definitely had that same feel. I was sitting next to a 14 year old boy. He was about 14 or 15. He knew every word. And, wow, that's um, so it was really fun, but I'm also glad I informed people I hadn't listened. I was not a Hamill fan to the point where I had listened a zillion times to the soundtrack start to finish because being a big theater fan, I actually just wanted some experience of element of surprise while I was watching it. So I had listened sort of out of order to the soundtrack because it is hip hop. You do have to really listen closely the story is told through song and spoken word. So uh, I was glad I had listened, but I was glad I was still surprised by some of the plot points. Uh, and it's just a complete theatrical experience. There's, you know, it's brilliantly written, it's brilliantly directed, brilliantly choreographed, brilliantly staged, lit, the lighting, the stage. Everything about it was great. Top notch. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Top notch. He uses that in his song. Yeah. It's top notch frame. Well, now I get it because I was up all night afterwards just humming the refrains. I mean, that guy can really write a song, a catchy tune, Liz. He can write a catchy tune, Lynn Manuel Miranda. I mean, because you just can't stop singing it. Now I get it. Now I understand yeah. why people are just Become over so the top. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch like 20 YouTube videos the next day of various performances. <laughs> yes. And, and I've been entering the Hamilton Lottery in Los Angeles ever since it opened. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win now. So, um, so it's fantastic. 
Yeah, that's, I don't want to overhype it. There's no overhyping it, but I don't want to overhype it for people who are going. Just enjoy it. Give yourself over to it. Fantastico. Just very, very smart and clever writing. Loved it. Okay. And how did your show go? The one that you were producing. Speaking were of you able, top notch. You, do you feel like it was a Tony Award uh, level performance? All right. So here, here's what happened. Uh, I was asked by, um, for the 50th anniversary, I was asked by the, the chairman of the committee to, this, the words she used were MC the event. And, and this was right after, like literally the minute after I stopped doing the International Women of Courage thing, it was that night. She caught me on the way out. Would you do our 50th in October? MC it. I said, great. Sure. You know, fine. Uh, and, uh, and then in August, when I finally caught up with her, I'm like, so what is the program? There was no program. I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> there was nothing to MC. I had to cook up whatever I was going to MC. <laughs> so long story short, I, I didn't want to do a complete history because I, that's, that was going to not actually be that interesting. You know, it was supposed to be a fun celebration. So I came up with the fun idea, I thought, 50 facts about 50 years of AWYU. Because it's a storied past. Many delegations, we've given awards to famous people, we've given grants to people that have gone on to do amazing things. You know, the women who started the organization all have interesting backstories and political connections and diplomatic connections. And so I felt like I could put it together. And I did, but it took a lot of work. And Julie, it involves something I am not very good at, and that is called PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, if you don't use it every day. I mean, which or I, ever. So I, I, I mean, right, if you haven't been living a corporate life, you wouldn't, why would you bother? No. And right. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't, we didn't have the budget. We had no budget. So there wasn't like I was going to like hire a filmmaker to make a film. You know, I had to sort of click through slides of the 50 fabulous points and, and add the few photos people sent me. I, I'm telling you, the PowerPoint nearly killed me. I was like, this is my Rubicon. I'm just not going to be able to pull this off. And But I did it. And I have a – so I few few lessons I learned. I could tell – I kept saying to everyone, this is not a visual presentation because I wanted them <laughs> – I didn't want them to think it was a fabulous movie. So I used the PowerPoint – and then I knew I was going to have to go out into the audience and talk to people. That was my thing. So I was like doing the PowerPoint and then I'd run into the audience with a live mic and ask some of the members who'd been there a long time, what about this and what about this and tell me about that delegation to Ethiopia or, you know, we were the first women's group to go to Russia in 1968, the first American women's group to go okay. to Ch China in 1973. We went to Saudi Arabia, the first approved American women's group, in 2002, just after 9-11. We sent a wow. delegation to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, some cool things. So I'd run out with the mic. I'd ask people about it. You know, I didn't let them hold the mic. I held the mic so Good. I could pull Good. the Don't mic away. Don't ever give up the mic, Leanne. We know that. <laughs> Don't that give up the mic. That's one thing we know for sure. Don't give yeah. up the mic. But you know what else I had? Because we've learned with Satellite Sisters, I had props. Oh, I I brought, I got some Mardi Gras beads. I got some kazoos. I was handing them out to people. <laughs> and then here's the this third. This sounds like very top-notch. Totally top-notch. And then here's the third thing I learned. It was pouring rain in Chicago, like crazy rain, like thunder and lightning. The streets flooded with water Saturday and Sunday. And I knew I was going to be running around and stuff. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to dress like Ellen 
You know, I wore like black pants. I wore a black blazer, a black velvet blazer, and I wore like flat leopard print shoes. And you know what? That is the most comfortable thing to wear. I'm going to dress like Ellen all the time now. I don't know. <laughs> and you and you let a little animal print on your shoes. That's good, Leanne. Just a touch, I Julie. That. I, knew I you'd talked be... you out of that leopard print jacket, but you got the shoes. Okay, I need to be I proud told of you me. to start with your feet. Good, yeah. good work. I was warm in the in the you know in the blazer. I could run around. My feet didn't hurt at the end of the night. I was like, I totally get why Ellen wears this every day of her life. This is very comfortable. So there you go. There are my tips. Learn to use PowerPoint, get some props, and dress like Ellen. <laughs> okay. Was a hat. All right. We have to take a break. Uh, coming up, what do we have after this? Oh, Julie, have an international news roundup. Right. And, uh, and then tips from Martha Stewart, uh, our gal. But, who? this is a full show. So let us thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Satellite Sisters. Well, Liz and Leon, we weren't going to talk about international news this week. I thought maybe we'd just take a week off, you know, take a little bit of a rest because it was exhaust. It's been so exhausting, but we can't do that. We're, we're going to talk about international news. And I first want to give a special shout out to a longtime listener of Satellite Sisters, Jay, who lives in Barcelona. She is a member of our Facebook group. And if you're not a member, you should join. Liz and Leon will approve you. They, they don't really have many standards other than... <laughs> you have to be a human being. Human being. Human being. Just uh, uh, like Peachy Dolan, who is... Uh, is, is <laughs> Who turned out to be a human? We thought, Peachy, Peachy, we thought you were a bot. Leon joked about your name last week. But then, you're right, Julie, Peachy emailed us and said, no, I'm real. I'm out here, Peachy Dolan. Welcome to the group. Anyway, so anyway, uh, so it's a very lively place, very thoughtful comments all the time. And Jay, who has lived in Barcelona for a long time, wrote a very thoughtful post about the whole situation between Spain and Catalonia that we were talking about last week, uh, the vote for independence and now what was going to happen. And we were we were we're you know wondering. And this week seems to be a very critical week as well because Madrid is vowing to strip the region, Catalonia, of its powers if their bid for independence isn't rescinded by Thursday. So it seems like rather than having the opportunity for a dialogue, which is what what Catalonia wants, they wanted to the Catalonian leader wants to pursue a path of dialogue, which will lead to independence rather than have some kind of revolution. But it seems like, you know, that somehow Madrid is putting a great deal of pressure and that is escalating the situation. So I just, we, you know, Jay. I think we're going to need to send a delegation of Leon and her group to (laughs) step in here. Yeah, I mean. It's, you know, it is, it is that probably if anything, that's the theme for this week, that last week where I said, what is happening this week, the things that are happening are all escalating. I mean, North Korea this morning said that they are, they have no interest whatsoever in any kind of diplomatic talks and they are ready to launch missiles at any moment, quote unquote. So that is not a very good situation. The rhetoric just keeps amping up. Uh, Liz, you brought to my attention, um, uh, you know, he's written a number of editorials about this, but also a very interesting podcast interview with the New York Times journalist Nicholas Kristof, who is just back 
from North Korea. Uh, how he was able to get a visa to go. He hit, this is his third trip to North Korea. And his just he was trying to report on the North Korean point of view. And from his takeaway from his most recent visit is it was very similar to what Iraq was like right before the war. He had that same sense that war is Im- imminent. Mm-hmm. So that... Is. Yeah, and what was interesting to me, he did that interview on the podcast The Daily, uh, if people yes. want to listen to it. And it's, but he's been to North Korea twice before. And so right. it was chilling to me that he felt it was so much worse than it ever was. Because right. I remember when you went, you said it was the worst place on earth that you had ever right. been. And I felt but now like, it's worse. I th- yeah, so that, um, that's very striking. And then the situation in Iraq has gone from bad to worse. I think we, last week we talked about the Kurdish independence movement, that they voted for independence. Well, they, a battle broke out in the city of Kirkuk yesterday between the, the Kurdish fighters, the Peshmerga, and the Iranian-backed uh, militia groups that were all working together to fight ISIS. But now that they've defeated ISIS, they're fighting against each other. And this that is, is not a good this development. Is such a, this is such a terrible situation. You know, the Kurds have been, you know, they have, they're very pro-American. They helped the Americans when we first invaded uh, Iraq um, because they were persecuted by Saddam Hussein. And they have really been the tip of the spear in the fight against ISIS. And the Kurdish Peshmerga have really fought back ISIS for the Americans and, you know, our American policy is one Iraq. So we're not we're pretending like, you know, the, you know, that uh, that, the, you know, that Kurdistan, you know, they're on their own. You know, we're not taking sides and we're going to have to take sides because mm. because Iran is trying to take over Iraq. So and so that's what I mean. I didn't want okay. to talk about any of this this week. <laughs> Just, and that doesn't even get we that doesn't this you know the bombing in Somalia was terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean they had now have the drone footage of the Rohingya Muslim minorities fleeing oh Myanmar. I mean it is so heartbreaking. So, so wait, is, what are these New Zealand potatoes? Well, this is not, so I just felt like we had to land on a happier note. But they're very <laughs> but they're very worried in New Zealand. They've had two giant weather bombs. That's what they call them over there, Lee. And when they have really bad storms that are, Mm. you know, wind, rain, more wind, rain, lightning, they call them weather bombs. And these, these two weather bombs have ruined the potato, uh, potato crop. So it's an island, there's an islands over there. So they, they have a limited number of potatoes. Okay. And it takes them a long time to get potatoes if they can't grow them themselves. So now they're very worried that they're going to run out of potato chips. There's going to be no mashed potatoes for Christmas. Oh, wow. Wow. No chips for their fish and chips. It's a chip. Uh, call, uh, I can't chip. So, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to. No, I don't know what you're trying to say. A chip apocalypse. Chipocalypse. Chipocalypse. That's what's happening. <laughs> okay. I thought you were trying to say. To focus on that. These other things I can't help. Yeah. You thought I was speaking in some native uh, language. You were trying to say like chapatulis or something. I I didn't know. Chipotle. I thought it might have been a Maori word. You know, something that we would not know from New yeah. Zealand. Okay, no, that's it. So, so you can pick yeah. your spot in the world. It's just uh, let's you know. Just going to hell in a handbasket. It is going hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jewel. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
All right. On a completely unrelated note, uh, I saw a story this week that's been all over about some new office space that Microsoft has created. And I just want to say I'm all for it. I think it's the answer to my problems. Microsoft up there in Redmond, Washington, has built tree houses for their employees. Some of their sure, employees. Ridiculous. Okay, but go ahead. Go, yeah. carry on. Okay, okay, hater. Okay. Some of their employees wanted to be outside more. You can imagine the employees at Microsoft work a lot indoors. It is the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and two or three months a year you can go outside without getting wet. So they constructed these sort of glamorous tree houses. And they're like gingerbread houses, Julie, and they have tin roofs and they have Wi-Fi and they have porches and they have fireplaces and you can go and sit and do your work outside cross-legged. And you know what? I think they look fantastic. I think you should take a look at these and think, I want one of those. Like I've been struggling. I'm kind of tired of sitting in my bedroom 18 hours a day, which is where I work and where I've worked for the better part of 10 years, night and day sitting in my bedroom. So I actually went to one of those WeWork spaces a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. You know, those. Oh, yeah. How was that? Awful. I mean, terrible. <laughs> Just unbelievably bad. Like so much stimulation and interaction with other people. I just didn't understand it. You know, you walk in and there's a bar and oh, you can have a beer any time of day. There's popcorn and oh, monthly mixers and cocktail hours and shared couches and then music playing. And then you walk into like the quiet zone, but there's just you know, tons of glass and people and it's just phone booths. People were sleeping in their offices. Like they live there. It was the most distracting, like unpleasant workspace. I was like, you could not be older than 25 and work here. I don't, I don't really. So, not for you. Not, not for, you. for see, me. Not where a novelist would go to focus. I mean, your work is, it takes a very particular focus land. Yeah. Although I have to say a friend of mine who works in corporate America, they were moved to a WeWork because they were like out of office space in downtown Chicago. She hated it just as much. She's like, I just don't think people should drink beer all day at work. I don't think that's a good idea. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because, Because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. 
So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with with your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. Yeah, (laughs) either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So, so Leanne, I'm all for if you want to build a treehouse in yeah, your backyard. I think right. that would be lovely. But with, don't you see what's so insidious about the Microsoft thing is that they're not letting you go home and take a hike or go home and sit in your backyard. No, you have to stay at work and stay in that damn treehouse and keep <laughs> tapping on that computer, right, and programming. It's just a way to make you work more, okay? It's not a benefit. Okay, it looks like a benefit, but it's not really. They're going to come to hate those tree houses. It really <laughs> looks like a benefit. I gotta say, it looks That's, those pretty are nice. Be tree prisons. That's what they're going to do. Well, I guess it's a compared to what situation, Julie? Like, would you rather be in a treehouse or a cubicle? Because the option of going home, they know that's not their option, right? Well, see, but they should make that an option if they really want to give people fresh air. Okay, they should let them go home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh. Well, Leon, in your backyard, you've got that nice big, uh, you could put big tree there. You could put your own little perch up there. I and could. Hang out. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it as an option. I think it's better I than a I shed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't see you as a shed person. No, either. I'm not a shed person. I'm not a shed person. So, okay. I'll, just for me okay. then. Julie's really oh. sucked the fun out of this. <laughs> Well, Leanne, let me share with you, Leanne and Liz, when when I get down, I'll tell you what one of my little things is. I like to go to my safe places on the Internet. Have I told you about these? This is kind of a little secret, but I I have a couple places that are safe. I feel like I can always go there 
and I can find joy and it can be like, just, just pick me up a mood booster. Just pick me up. One is uh, several um, locations that have pictures of dogs or puppies. So I love the Instagram feed, the doggest. I don't know. Oh, if you've ever yes. said, oh my gosh. Yes. Doesn't it make you happy? It's a nice, safe place. You're yeah. always going to see a nice dog. Okay. And read a nice little story. Or how about a daily dose of puppies? Yes. <laughs> You can't, can't miss it. Okay, or I'm bark. looking that up right now. Going Daily okay. dose of puppies you, on Twitter. You should, uh, you would enjoy that. Of course, BarkBox, uh, yes. one of our sponsors. I love going there. Love to read those little jaunty things that they write. The other sort of space, safe space that I find on the internet to escape from all, all the reality of the world is I like to go to wedding sites. I don't know why I'm not getting married. I have been, I got married a long time ago. I don't know anyone that's getting married. But I just enjoy looking at pictures of weddings. And so I, I love to go to the Huffington Post. They have a, a, a wedding section. I love the blog Style Me Pretty. That's very nice. <laughs> but I, I got sort of crushed the other day because one, one of my favorite sites at uh, Huffington Post had, there was a writer, and I think perhaps her name's Amanda Harding. And I think perhaps she's having that year. There's a year for all millennials where they, they go to like 25 weddings in a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. She wrote an article. And it was not very, it didn't make me feel very safe at all. This is the most overplayed wedding trends that need to die in 2017, <laughs> huh. which seemed kind of harsh. Okay. Yeah, so harsh. I clicked open. Okay. She got mason jars. She wants no, none of those photo booths out, <laughs> cute signs, candy bars, gross, quirky footwear. Can't have it. She doesn't like barn weddings. She doesn't like choreographed dances. She doesn't like personalized cocktails. She doesn't like wedding hot hashtags. That is pretty much every wedding, even I I, the weddings I've been to lately, 100% of those things. I know. And, and I've enjoyed them. Me too, Liz. So, so Amanda, <laughs> you're ruining my, my safe, split, safe space here. So I, I looked her up a little to see what other kind of articles she wrote. She wrote some detox recipe articles, too, about five detox. So maybe, Amanda, you just take a break from weddings. That's what yeah. I Let's leave it alone. Don't post any more about weddings because that's my happy place. And maybe like to- maybe next article she'll take down tree houses. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about unsafe spaces, as long as you've gone through your safe spaces. Of course, my unsafe space would be uh, my home in Santa Monica, California. Uh, <laughs> last week, I gave you an episode of uh, HOA, H-E double hockey sticks, and because uh, that's what I'm living through. My building is just... just People, the neighbors are just not very neighborly, and whenever we have to make any kind of decision together, things just go to H-E double hockey sticks. So last week, we had the completely failed meeting with the pest management briefer, who was simply trying to tell us like how to package up our food so we don't poison ourselves during the, uh, the termite fumigation, and that, um, that devolved into near fisticuffs. So I um, sought refuge upstairs, and we did discuss in last week's episode of Satellite Sisters a second-story secession plan because it's clear that the first floor is the problem. But my, my building only has two stories. Everyone upstairs, we get along fine. 
we're good. The second story people, we're good. We're nice. We're neighborly. Downstairs, even in the week since I gave you the last installment, <laughs> some of the people involved in the conflagration last week have called in lawyers. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So we are literally going to have to like block off the staircase uh, and secede, take our Catalonian flags, hang them from our balconies. <laughs> I think you should go to the two-gate system like Oprah. Have a gate at the bottom of the stairs, Liz, and then have another gate at the top of the stairs. So I was thinking about like our statement of secession and channeling uh, Dr. P.M. Forney, who was always, has always been our envoy of civility uh, here at Satellite Sisters. And I've started to write... Um, the principles of civility, the art of peaceful coexistence, just for the upstairs people, because I think I could write this out, come up with some kind of document we could all sign as our pledge to each other, the second story people. And, you know, I have the first five things. I'm just going to try this out to you guys. This is very just the beginning. But like at number one, in an emergency, I can depend on you and you can depend on me. Right. Good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Number two, we acknowledge each other. We may not be friends, but we can be friendly, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. literally, like this week when I had to move all my plants, there was a first floor woman who I bumped into in the elevator. Again, there are only 14 units in my building. <laughs> I bumped into her in the elevator like three times within an hour and a half. She didn't even acknowledge me once. Never mind, like, ooh, can I help you move all those big old – anyway. So, yeah, we can be friends. We can be friendly. Uh, number three. We occasionally collaborate, but most of the time we just take care of our own stuff. So, okay, occasionally I'll help you carry something or we'll work on this together. But, you know, otherwise we're good. Number four, and this came up this past year. If occasionally we're going to have a noisy party, we just let each other know in advance. And it's cool mm -hmm. every once in a while. This past year, somebody had people over for New Year's Eve, a second story person had people over for New Year's Eve and first floor people complained when the New Year's Eve people left at 1 a.m. It's New Year's Eve. Come on, people. <laughs> I just don't think you need the... Uh, uh, okay, so that's number four. I got to figure out like what are the rules around that. Number five, uh, this is basically... We pay our HOA dues uh, because I realize part of the problem downstairs is that the normal tensions of living in the same building really escalate when some people know that the other people owe money, right? Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where that we That puts are. you on uneven footing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You start to get, you start to care about like, what well, they haven't paid their HOA dues, but they have another new car. Like, I don't even want to care about the coexistence. And then when we're ready, I will uh, pitch this to my, uh, to my upstairs neighbors and the flags will be flown. There you go. That's, I like it, Liz. Uh, and it's it, good. The, the building is currently tented. We have a few days away from each other. That's nice. That's why I'm here in Silver Lake. And then, uh, We'll just see when we go back. If it continues to escalate downstairs with, I mean, neighbors calling lawyers on each other. Oh, oh my God. So there you have it. H-O-A-H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> 
Well, you know what I think you all need? I think you need a subscription to Martha Stewart Living Magazine. Perhaps that would help the first floor. Now, you know I have a very complicated uh, history with Martha. It goes back four decades now, sisters, because uh, we knew Martha Stewart when, you know, if you're new to Satellite Sisters, you might not know, but we knew Martha Stewart before she was Martha Stewart, when she was just Martha Stewart local caterer. And yes, indeed, my mother and I did reject her as a caterer for my uh, for my wedding. <laughs> reception which was uh, you are going way back for this <laughs> yeah yeah just uh you know because we didn't think she was professional enough that we didn't think she could handle it that's what we thought about martha stewart and over the years of course i have been on judicial watch with martha uh, but she does do many beautiful things and uh a couple of wrong things such as the second season of martha and snoop's potluck dinner party but she does many many beautiful things and this time of year it just she just really inspires me the november issue Leon and Liz is absolutely beautiful. Leon, you if you don't go out and get it right away, it just it looks like you. It's uh, it's a perfectly cooked turkey with pomegranates, oranges, mini oranges, persimmons, uh I don't know, some beautiful flowers. It's just perfection. And it and it and and it, the headline is tastier turkey, brighter sides, prettier pies. And isn't that what we really <laughs> that want? That is it. That sums <laughs> it up. <laughs> Yeah. I never thought it was what I wanted, but now compared to everything else going on in the world, I think it might be. <laughs> this is what you want. She's Martha. Is she is she? She's part of my safe places on the internet too. You can kind of count on her for uh, for that. And Liz, I thought of you. Opened it up because Martha says, you know what you're supposed to bring to um, to Thanksgiving this year as a new and novel thing: what? seafood. And what is your assignment every year for um, for Thanksgiving? Ice yeah. and shrimp, right? Isn't that ice what you and think? shrimp? That's what I bring. <laughs> Leon has figured out that yep. uh, the Santa Monica Seafood Operation, not far from me, always has the nice fresh shrimp. It's good first course. Everybody loves it, and there's no cooking involved on my part. Well. So, and I'm happy to, you know, and I'm happy to overspend. Uh, okay, so, well, Martha, yeah. Martha has kicked it up a notch. It's not just cocktail sauce. So I want you to go get that issue, see what she's put on the relish tray with the, uh, with the shrimp. She's got those giant caper berries, and she's got some shaved, uh, some shaved um, celery, which looks very difficult, Liz. You're like you're going to slice your hand, but you you can try that. So <laughs> looks delicious, Leanne, yeah. I We we don't come from a family of bake, uh, bakers, do we? We no, are not. we don't. But but Leon, you have to check out. I saw this. It's an instant upgrade to your already fantastic Thanksgiving that you wrap those store-bought pies or the pies that you get from your mother-in-law and you wrap them in wreaths of greenery, of eucalyptus, of bay, of olive leaves. Huh. You make a little wreath and you put you put the pie in the middle on your buffet table. It is going to look beautiful. Okay? <laughs> that does look really pretty. Okay, second one, Leon, for yep. you. It just says, Leon Dolan, this is for you, pomegranate relish, on the Thanksgiving table. Oh, okay. Yeah, my pomegranates See, are... I knew you wanted that. I they're all coming in. They're looking good. Okay, have them, have okay them last so night. You, you get to work on that. But there, uh, as always with Martha, a couple of bridge too far suggestions <laughs> for the holidays. <laughs> Things we will not be doing, handmade trivets, where you take fabric and then with your leather tools, you somehow fashion some <laughs> leather, <laughs> leather handles for those trivets. 
Now she has a See, lovely. This is lo- why you try to get on the Martha bandwagon and then you just can't. Yeah, okay. she can't. Okay. The, uh, the other thing just sounds revolting. She a recipe for beet hummus. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I love hummus. You know, chickpea hummus. That's what you're supposed to have. You uh, there is no you can't beat that. But she has now beaten it with beets. Okay, that is wrong. Okay, uh, and then she has something again with your leather tools. That must be the theme for this year, where you're supposed to take your giant candles uh, that you have and you make these uh, candle holders out of uh, leather. So uh, get to work, sisters. <laughs> okay, but I love it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna copy this turkey, the turkey on the cover there. It looks great. So. Martha, you just keep on doing it, okay? Stay true, stay north, Martha. We need you in your our lives right now. <laughs> that's true. All right, I think that's about all we have time for, but we covered a lot of ground here. Uh, yes. If you were ho- hosting a friends Friendsgiving, isn't that what they call it, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with friends? That would yes. be yeah. nice, but be a decorative tool. Uh, Liz, do you have any more star-studded parties to go to this week? I mean, one can only imagine. What do you have lined up? I'm thinking I'm going to become a professional plus one, Leanne, because okay. I'm, I think I can hold up my end of the bargain. So I was a plus one when my friend Suzanne took me to Shondaland a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. That yeah. was just getting in on Suzanne's invitation, plus one at Oprah's. So I think there's a whole marketing package I can put together that, don't you think you could pretty much take me anywhere? And now that I have the floral dress. Yeah. You're, you're set to go. Yeah. Good yeah. to go. Good to go. And Julie, what about you? What do you got on tap this week? I'm heading to Brooklyn. I have an assignment there. Urban Nana has been called into action. Uh, and so uh, I'm he- uh, heading to the Big Apple to to, uh, to do some work. All right. Keep your eye out for Madam Secretary shooting there. And, you yeah. know, yeah, that might be that might be happening. Well, so I- are you guys doing both two recaps this week? We Absolutely. are. We Yes, we are doing. Yes. Pull dark. <laughs> Pull dark. <laughs> I think Paul Dark has jumped the shark. Do you? I I, I was Paul Darked this week, Liz. (laughs) I was rendered unconscious by yet another prison scene in Paul Dark. It's like out of control. (laughs) We we on the on the Paul Dark recap. We're going to tell you all about the Demelza childbirth hack. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, you probably saw in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, I posted that, you know, I listen to the recaps, whether or not I even watch the episodes, just right. because I enjoy the recaps so much. And there were many, many Satellite Sisters who agreed with me. I, I so, That makes me laugh. But I, yeah. that, that makes me happy and it makes me laugh at the same time. So I just want to remind people, that's a separate feed now. So if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, if you su- subscribe to Satellite Sisters, you then you separ- separately subscribe to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. And then you get all the recaps, which the world has agreed are entertaining, whether or not you even watch the shows. <laughs> That's right. And then we're uh, recapping Madam Secretary. So uh, we're once she again. Killed, she killed. She killed someone else this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost. Okay. I know. Wow. She's she. But then again, serious she, hair for serious times. She saved the world. So uh, so we're going to be talking about that. And then I think I can announce that uh, my dance troupe. Um, we are in the final rehearsals for uh, our thriller performance that will be on Halloween. So, Julie, we are learning the dance from Thriller. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous, Lena. I want to, can you just, if you send me just a private video so I can practice at home, I would like to, that, 
Sounds good. Yeah, if you watch the 13-minute thriller video, it's the zombie scene. That's the dance we're learning. It's not really watered down. We don't look like Michael Jackson doing it, but we're trying to. And then we're going to perform it at my dance teacher's parents' house on a destination trick-or-treat zone street in Los Angeles. We're going to perform it Halloween night seven times. (laughs) Wow, Lynn. You are the big times, Lynn. I mean, this is it. It's yeah. the house isn't in Hollywood, but it's very close to Hollywood. And <laughs> so you can get discovered. That's I'm it. Pretty it's sure. Gonna happen. I know there will be celebrities trick or treating in this neighborhood. So whether they recognize my talent, I don't know. But uh, so yeah, I mean, our dance teacher is Michael Jackson, of course, and we play the zombies surrounding him. But yeah. Every half hour on the hour from 6 to 10 o'clock at night. That are, sounds really fun. We're I doing like it. I to trick a trick treat at that house. That yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So we're in the final rehearsals for that. I mean, that is, it's a hard dance. I'm telling you, it's a very physical dance. It's so fast. So I actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Keep working. Just get back to practice. So. <laughs> we call it rehearsal in show business. Oh. <laughs> so we call it. Okay. All right. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. Like the show, please leave a leave a review at Apple or, or Stitcher. We would love to have that. That would be super helpful. We'd appreciate it. And uh, sisters, have a great week. You too, you Leah. Too. All right. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>